listening to the Batman Universe Commentaries, brought to you by thebatmanuniverse.net. Join the staff of the Batman Universe as we watch another exciting incarnation of the Cape Crusader from his extensive media library. Welcome back to the Batman Universe Commentaries, where we are talking about episodes from the Batman Animated Series. My name is Donovan, and today I'm joined by... This is Tim. And tonight we're going to talk to you about a classic in uh, the Animated Series and in Batman slash Joker history, uh, The Laughing Fish. Now, this is an episode which I think most uh, Batman fans or most Joker fans would have heard about, at least the comic book Laughing Fish, but... um. Before we get into it, before I say any more, uh, Tim, do you want to talk about any thoughts going into this episode and why it is so notable? Yeah, I think if I had to pick the absolute best Joker episode from all of Batman the Animated Series, this one's pretty high up there. I think out of the original run of 85 episodes, this is probably the best. But um, yeah, there's so many great stuff about it. The thing, which we'll get into when we start the commentary, that I think works best for it is how it perfectly blends the like scary and threatening side of the Joker, yet also have him be funny and fun to watch as you're watching the episode. Just all the reasons you love the Joker are displayed in this one episode. They did a great job on it. Oh yeah, I think this is. I know for, uh, in terms of the production, they 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 set out to make this like the scariest Joker episode. Yeah. They they did, and um, I think it's scarier some other episodes or some other uh, movies really. But like even still, this is. This is one of my all-time favorites. I was a bit indulgent in choosing this. But um, is this the best Joker episode? I'm trying to think of all of them, but I think it is, honestly. Because it's based off of, like some of the best Joker stories from the comics. Yeah, and for me, the only one that tops it is Mad Love. Right. And we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get into more of like you know the relationship with the comics later on. But um, as we always do, we are paused at 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, on the count of three, I shall play the video and we shall start the commentary. So... Grab all your food, and we shall play the video in 3, 2, 1, play. Another thing about this episode that really stands out to me was that it's the first one that they aired Sunday night during primetime. I remember they were making kind of a big deal about that when it was first reveal that they're going to be showing Batman the Animated Series at night, Sunday nights, and this is the first episode I remember seeing. But it didn't last that long airing on Sunday nights. How long did the series show on Sunday or on uh, primetime prime time before it went to week ne- weekdays? Well, it always started out on weekdays. I remember On Leather Wings premiered on a Sunday night, I believe. But then after that, it was just straight to weekdays, and then later on with this episode, at least it's the first one I saw on Sunday night primetime. But I think it was only like a month or so. It wasn't that long. If I remember correctly, I was, I was, I've said before, I, I was too young to remember when these first first aired. The only thing I remember airing on primetime was Batman Beyond, and that was that was a one-time thing. Yeah, they they did that for all the series. First off, I remember they did it, of course, with On Leather Wings, and then even Superman the Animated Series had a primetime premiere. Huh. Like I said, Batman Beyond. I must have forgotten about that. This is one of those rare times where the title card is not really a title card. Yeah, and this this shows right off the bat how deadly serious this is. I love this opening. Remember that kind of caught me off guard when I first saw it. I was like, oh, where's the title card? 
I think this is one of the scariest episodes of the series. I remember when I was a kid, just the not this, the animated title card with no painting background indicated to me how dark this was, and like no music, just thunder in the background, just yeah. rain. It's very, very moody and very effective. Yeah, I remember that's what Bruce Tim and Baldini really wanted to set out with this episode, just to make it scary. I remember reading too that Bruce Tim kind of had a little discussion with uh, Shirley Walker when scoring this episode for the music, how he really wanted to have like that horror movie style, and she didn't think it would work, but he kind of pushed her to, to do it, and it turned out great, especially in the scenes where Joker is uh, making his uh, threats to the uh, that lawyer guy or during that uh, classic scene, which we'll get to later on. But yeah, the oh, music yes. really set the tone for it. <laughs> Love how those fish look. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm already starting to to geek out. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, the soundtrack with like the the, the it's not the usual Joker themes. It's the uh, piano score. Yeah, he kind of made oh. it. I remember him seeing that he wanted to make a point not to use the Joker theme. Because the Joker theme is actually very upbeat and light. Yeah. And this is just it's like just tragic and like there's just an air of murder in the background. <laughs> there's actually there's a lot of times where the music just isn't there. And usually it's not there. They never play the music uh, unless there's action sequences in the Batcave. So this is like one of those times where it's very, very... You hear the bats in the background and the hum of the Batcomputer. I thought too, Alfred makes a joke to Batman here. Batman's like, not in the mood. Just give me the <laughs> dissection tray. <laughs> Batman's first dialogue to the other person is like, you know, give me a break. Yeah. Another thing I really liked about this episode is this is one of the episodes where it really takes a lot from the comics that it's based on. This is oh, based yeah. off uh, Detective Comics, two issues actually, 475 and 476. Yes. And there's sequences here where it's just like dialogue for dialogue, page for page adaptions of it. This sequence right here too with the Joker making that threat. A lot of the great dialogue he has is straight from the comic. Oh, absolutely. Like uh, uh, this shot right here is pretty much from the... From the um... Marshall Rogers drawn panel. Him walking in laughing and taking his hat off. Yep. That's a great quip. <laughs> this is a tour de force for Mark Hamill as well. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love this so much. A lot of great classic Joker lines are just right in this one sequence right here. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> Who cares what their names are? <laughs> <laughs> and this this scheme of his, so again, this is the base off of a uh, Steve Englehart, Marshall Rogers story. But this scheme of his is incredibly twisted. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's a supervillain plot, but it's like, it's really original and like it's, it's, it's crazy as crap. It's like, who else but the Joker would think of this plan? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I told you not to switch. Yeah, his, his moves kind of switch. Um, although obviously, obviously Harley Quinn wasn't in the comic book because yeah. it's great for the show, but you know. Yeah, who cares? In fact, I, I think she pluses this episode a lot. Like, the few bright moments in this episode are scenes with her. Definitely, yeah. And I imagine that Mark Hamill was really excited because this he was a comic book fan. He had these issues, so he was he probably was really jazzed to to uh, reinterpret these. Maybe he actually pushed for this episode. <laughs> never yeah. Original idea by Mark Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, love the, I love the line... Uh, to, my happily hedonistic lifestyle. 
think my favorite is when he compares uh, his face to Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Calling him Colonel What's-His-Face. <laughs> Some of the really minimalistic uh, Bruce Tim design for the guy. I did, like This right here is pretty intimidating. Yeah, it's like that sequence I was mentioning earlier. The music here really sets it out as Joker being like just a scary villain. That this, as you can see by the guy's Francis's expression, yeah. and the music really sells it. But then at the same time, we're laughing at it too because some of his dialogue is just great. Perfect you know, it's, re it's really interesting for us to talk about this because I think personally, in the comics, the Joker's homicidal nature has been really over the top played a lot lately. But this episode, I mean, he's he's not more deadly than usual in this series but I think it works a lot and it's not you know that he's like you know chopping his face off or whatever but he's 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 scary in this and I think that like it's it's kind of how you play it in terms of you know different mediums and uh kind of the push and pull of what he what he uh intends to uh do <laughs> this commercial is awesome <laughs> even the theme song it gets stuck in your head every time I see it <laughs> it's also one of the times where like you know the Joker likes to play dress up yeah. <laughs> it's good that uh, he includes all his henchmen too, not just Harley. <laughs> eat it. <Yeah. laughs> he, he he loses his patience with her quickly. <laughs> shoves it. <laughs> I like the music that stops in the background eventually. <laughs> All of a sudden, it gets he's really serious. I love this. <laughs> he's just trolling. Oh, I love I love this so much. Yeah, I was like, he keeps changing the channel. His face is all on everyone. You just hear that, uh, that and laugh that he has on every channel. Like he like he imagined like somehow knows that he's there doing that. Yeah. It's also is a callback from the, when they did it in the comics to like when the Joker first appeared in the Golden Age. He would announce what he would do yeah. before he'd do it. Love that. I like that. <laughs> This might be my only nitpick about the episode. I just didn't like seeing Batman with a cop jacket and a cop police hat on his. I totally <laughs> feel you. So. I, it's like one of those like so goofy it's fun things yeah. for me, but like I totally see it's it's almost too goofy. It's like you could sneak there without sneak into that room without being dressed up disguised as a cop. It always gets me when Batman puts on clothes and masks over his costume. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is really good. I just, like, there's just such an undercurrent of menace in this episode that, like, is not, most Joker episodes, he, he you know, he's kind of fun, but he is dangerous every now and then. This is just, like, they're, you know, they're not playing around. Yeah, well, it's cool, too, because he actually succeeds in his threat twice in this episode. Yeah. This part really, really, uh, well, this is one of the parts that scared me as a kid. This part, This episode scared me as a kid a lot, which is why I like it now. Like, right here. Like when I was a kid, I didn't get what was going on. So I was like, "Why is Batman yelling?" <laughs> the cops don't even do anything; they're just standing there with their mouths open. Like, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> they still haven't moved. <laughs> standing there. And like the, the the background music with like the close up on the fish just whew. It's like, yeah, what's going to happen? Of course, in the comics, like this guy died, but yeah. um, 
<laughs> it's a little too horrifying to show in the cartoon, but it's it's it, honestly I think he, I think it looks scarier in this than he does in the comic. Like, and he looks freaky in the comic. Yeah, Bruce Timmy made that point too, where he said like we couldn't kill him, of course, but in a sense this might be actually worse than death. I mean, they're just stuck in this coma with this, oh. this grin on their face, the bulged out eyes and the red lips. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, like that's 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 right from the Marshall Rogers panels. I also like a lot when Batman works with the cops like this. You know, you know, he, they help each other when they can, and like you see Bullock and Gordon, you know, dealing with the same stuff. I like this a lot. Kind of runs with an '89 movie again, with like the yeah changing the faces. It's always awesome when you see Joker on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was supposed to see how he says uh, uh, Mr. Francis suddenly took you up but then he says the, the picture comes up with the grin and he's all see he's doing better already <laughs> this is really well directed I mean Bruce Tim didn't like directing a lot of episodes because you know he, he was a producer but this has his prints all over it because I, I love his style for the Batman universe just him Batman slamming the, the, the television shut and just the the Deany line of and now Batman because I know you're watching <laughs> just the, the, that touch of characterization that really makes it work yeah, he doesn't direct a lot, but the ones he does are like some of the standout ones. This one, Heart of Ice. Yeah, and I, I like uh, the um, uh, Day of the Samurai episode. Yeah. It's kind of underrated too. I love that one too, but it's funny when you watch it. The, he even talks about how the last sequence in that episode, like the budget ran out or somewhere, the animation just like really took it step down. <laughs> yeah, I think he kind of directed that episode to save it. Really, this is the part that like me nightmares honestly <laughs> because like the image of batman uh, we might not do it yet but uh with a bloody fish yeah it's another sequence that just page for page for all the comic was oh yes yeah. exactly like when i saw this like this honestly like had me running out the room yeah. <laughs> it was so creepy <laughs> and it's like you know <laughs> i don't see batman laugh like that but... i know it's it's just really disturbing i mean the pacing in this in this show is not the, how how you know Justice League is or how other shows are now. It's a bit slower, you know. It's kind of dated, but I can't I can't imagine what this was must have been like seeing it for the very first time in '92. Like, did was, you did you see this in first? You saw this yeah, in first watch, right? Yeah, I could say it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a show where you're just glued to your TV. <laughs> I know. This had to have been like the darker scene that have come on <laughs> kids' shows but at this time. Now this this third act, which we mentioned, uh, deviates from the Laughing Fish and goes into uh, Joker's Five Way Revenge by yeah. Danny O'Neill and Neil Adams. Because yeah, that's cool. They put the two together. Yeah, like, like with a fight in the, in the aquarium and Batman fights the shark. Yeah, I'm skipping ahead a lot in this episode. <laughs> in the comics, Batman was like, there was a ton of stuff going on. You got the stuff with him in the Silver St. Cloud. And then you got right. the Hugo Strange and Rupert Thorne. Yeah, this is like this is actually like, like in the comic book storyline, Rupert Thorne was actually a player during yeah. this time. I never liked that Silver St. Cloud romance, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was a bit melodramatic for me, but um, what are you going to do? It was one of those, yeah. it was the 70s. Because her big claim to fame was that she was one of Batman's only love interests to actually figure out Bruce Wayne was Batman. 
for some reason. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Harley moments. Yeah. Dare to. <laughs> <laughs> the performances of this are just legendary. And what I wouldn't give to be in that recording studio where they're all performing. <laughs> oh episode. my god, yes. Especially knowing that they always recorded together in the same room. Hearing Mark Hamill's, like, hearing his Joker laugh, it's cool, but, like, like if it goes on too long, it's, it's like, scary. <laughs> <laughs> like, when, when you're up close, it's, like... Like when you see it on the recordings, or you know, like uh, I, I had, I had the great privilege to actually interview him, and he really like just loves this guy so much that like he just becomes that character. <laughs> he has the the Fisher's hat. <laughs> he can't help himself. <laughs> dialogue is so good of this episode. <laughs> I know. Dini just... I maintain that, D- that Paul Dini might be the best Joker writer the character's ever seen. Yeah, I would have to agree. <laughs> and he just... He makes he makes the Joker funny while still threatening. Like, yeah. I mean, you laugh at what he says. I mean, this part right here, say Harley could be his little mermaid and he puts that fish costume over it. <laughs> over <Awesome>. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I've always loved that I've always loved that so yeah. much <laughs> I love how his alarm is a whoopee cushion to let his guards know I love, I love this shot that's awesome well no yeah the whoopee cushion was great and this is such a like a I think for the episode it's actually really simple like it's very straightforward you know i must stop the joker thing it's just in the execution of it is so well done that like it's just oh yeah the performance is so good oh this shot is awesome that's one of my favorite batman shots oh i know man look at that it's just (laughs) like it's, it's a simple story but like how they do it it's just perfect you know i'm like you know i think the show's seen better animation in terms of episodes but like it's so good it's so effective that like it doesn't matter I always love a shot of Batman with a flashlight in this series. Here's that here's that shot you were that you were talking about earlier coming up. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. Right. We're getting lost in the episode. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I love his sense of humor. It's not so much like I can watch Bullet get in. It's like you know, watch Bullet give the shark indigestion. <laughs> it's like a double insult. It's so casual about it too. He even just calls him Harv, like not even Bullet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. Cut to Batman being tied up. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. 
I always love this line that we talked about uh, the Joker burger. <laughs> Talk about a happy meal. I know it's a Telegraph joke, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> the Batman just looking back at it like, man, you're crazy. I know, he's like, get me out of here. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh this this oh my god like this is uh, this is my favorite joker episode by far like this is one of my favorite joker stories it's just so like the character is just so effective yeah like when i'm like we're watching it right now you just see how good it is and then like when i watch i want to say right now yeah it's the best joker episode ever <laughs> but I probably know. if i watch mad Lib, i would say that about that one when i watch it well, this one, he, I mean, like, why I say this is because, like, this is just, just by the nature of, he's, he's in more scenes in this one. Mm-hmm. But Matt Love, Matt Love is really good, too. I don't want to down, downplay that. This is right out of the Neil Adams uh, comic. Where, like, he he rides the shark. What if they're attempted to give him some uh, shark spray repellent in the sequence? There's <laughs> <laughs> that crazy psycho music in the background. I know, it's like, they just cut to that quick sequence of Joker just laughing hysterically, and Harley's, like, looking at him, kind of just like, man, what are you laughing at? It's like a scene that you wouldn't think would need to be in there, but it helped to sell what the Joker's all about. Right, he's like, he's the craziest one out of all. That takes care of them. We're going to get to, like, my favorite, this is, upcoming is, like, my favorite moment in the entirety of, like, Batman the Animated Series. Except for, like, Master Phantasm. Yeah, it is pretty cool. <laughs> but we're not there yet. <laughs> Gotta make sure the shark survived. <laughs> <laughs> as evil as he was. Oh, here we go. I love this. Just how it begins, too. The Joker just stumbling while he's walking, laughing. <laughs> this, is awesome. this is my... I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Batman just abuses the Joker. And this is right here, like... Th- I can't believe they got away with that shot. That's pretty violent. <laughs> Bruce Tim storyboarded, like, the majority of this episode. and I've seen the storyboards where he just... This is, like, right off of his uh, pencils. That shot where Batman just is like right behind the Joker is just one of the the greatest things yeah. ever. This is that's just awesome too. He doesn't say a word to him. He just turns around and boom, he hits him right in the face. <laughs> I know it's it's not like you know stop. It's just like he hates yeah. the Joker. He just wants to backhand him. Like you have nowhere to run. Give up. No, he just hits him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can watch that a thousand times. I'm not gonna lie. Well, that's the end of him. <laughs> I I honestly think that this last line with uh, Gordon and Batman was taken from, I want to say, Batman. It was an anniversary issue where like it involved Robin and Alfred and Lucius Fox, but like the whole you know is he gone? I doubt, I doubt it. The kind of thing. <laughs> There's a lot of times where Joker seems to die and Car- Harley cries about it. <laughs> Batman looks really tired. 
it is like you just tell how frustrated he is. Like, yeah, I saw him fall into the water with a shark, but I know he's not dead. <laughs> I know he'll be back. I know. <laughs> oh, it's a great way to end it too with a Joker card with a shark tearing it up. Yeah, it's just yoink. And the music that plays like that ominous feel, and he's still out there. <laughs> so that was the greatest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> Uh, Paul Dini and Bruce Tim at their yeah. absolute best. Uh, yeah, based on the comic stories by Steve Englehart and uh, Dennis O'Neill. They, I mean, they couldn't pretend that they just came up with this, but like, uh, just, uh, I can't. I want to gush if I say too much more. Any final thoughts on uh, the Laughing Fish? Yeah, just what more can you say? Just an awesome episode. One of the best Joker stories you can uh, ask for. Really, has everything that you can want. I know it just. Uh, you you can you can have your uh, killing jokes and you can have your death <laughs> of the family. It's like this is just, <laughs> and I'm not trying to downplay those stories, but like this is like you know where it's at for me in terms of like what I look for in a Joker story. Just Mark Hamill and Ke- Kevin Conroy basically beating the crap out of each other. <laughs> oh man, so that was that was a lot of fun. So um, you can find this and other commentaries. You probably found this commentary uh, through that uh, by uh, going on the BatmanUniverse.net. Find um, the Batman Universe Commentaries podcast, the Batman Specialist podcast, the Batman Comic Cast, the Batman Universe podcast, and Backroad Oracle. Um, and look up for many goodies on the rest of that website. So for Batman Universe Commentaries, this, this is, is Donovan. This is Tim. And you've been watching the Batman anime series with us, the Batman Universe Commentaries. We shall see you guys next time. Take care. Come on, he was a demented, abusive, psychotic maniac. Yeah, I'm really good at this, him. <laughs> Do you think he's gone for good? Believe me, Jim, I wish it were true. But deep inside, I doubt it. <laughs>